Welcome, citizens. I'm Allie Grauer. And I'm Drew Merzieski. And, and this, this is Warda. Welcome back to Warda. The Ballad of the Open Pages is a one-shot story contained within eight chapters. It was recorded at Gen Con in 2018 using an experimental D20 mechanic of our own devising. We hope you enjoy this peculiar tale. The year is 4801, and the glimpse is The Ballad of the Open Pages, Chapter 7. another short break. So, Pete, it is now your scene. Tell us. Remember, everybody, you have your bits to give for creative control. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can do that at any time. Um, so tell us. Pete, set the scene. So, I am hoofing it. Looking for... Rather, trunking it. I am looking trunking for him so bad right now. I need to talk to him with some urgency. Um, so I, I, after talking with uh, Ravani, um, basically we need to find out if this is a business wedding, if the, the, mm -hmm. the grooms love each other, if, um, if there's anything that we can do to mess up this wedding in some discreet manner that doesn't hit us, which it probably will anyway, but, well, at this point, cag it, because we kind of need, this needs to get... We're running out of time to okay. basically stop this. So, here's something to remember. Um, because you have narrative control, uh, narrative control, uh, you can set this at any point. So, do you want to have the looking for chem be an option, or you just want to find it? Oh, I just want to find. Okay, it. that's different. Um, so, you find chem. Uh, you look everywhere throughout the house. Cannot find it. Can't find him, can't find him, can't find him. And eventually, you hear the soft clinks of strings um, as you reach higher up into the house. And you go to an attic. Um, and you open the door and head into this attic. You ignore the attic, but you see one of the windows open. And so you're able to look outside, and there's Kem on the roof um, playing... His his uh, his strum stick dulcimer. Oh Cam. He continues to play. <laughs> Cam, I need to talk to you right now. You can come up here. Oh, fine. Roll me an environmental. That is a 17. 17. 17. You succeed. Uh, you climb up 
you're able to maneuver your way outside the window. It's a Savani house, so things are built kind of big. Um, and you walk across the roof, your heavy weight on the roof. Um, and like, there's one time you, you step and you hear that, like as shingles kind of break under your weight. Yeah. And you step, try to step lighter as you get over. And there's Ken, he's sitting at the, uh, at the gables of, mm-hmm. uh, of a roof. Um, feet on the other side, uh, looking out. He's not even looking out towards the home tree. He's looking out to the other side, which is out to the, to the woods. Um, south. And uh, he continues to just keep playing. What can I do for you? Eat. How much does Ravani know? That's a very loaded question about what. He like stops playing. About what she knows about mail? Well, uh, she knows as much as you and I know about mail. For sure. Meaning that uh, we've seen him take people away and they never come back. And uh, uh, we have no proof of that. Of him doing anything wrong with them. Great. So now she feels like her life's in danger and we're to blame. I don't think she thinks her life is in danger. Keg it, man! This is not a joke! No, it's not a joke. It's not a joke, Pete. And I know it's not a joke, which is why I went to Mel and confronted him about it. I'm sorry if Ravani thinks that her life is in danger, because if I'm right, we're all in danger. Well, I got some more news for you. Oh, great. Continue. We gotta ruin this wedding. I'm sorry, what? We (laughs) have to ruin this wedding, and in doing so, we have to find out... Why? Madam Free Free doesn't want us to go forward. Okay, then she can call it off. No, she won't. She doesn't want to seem implicated. Okay, so we have to ruin the wedding somehow? It has to be ruined one way or another. The means by which she didn't specify we could improvise. Alright, so what? We're getting paid then to ruin this wedding now? Madam Free Free is a madam, madam of her word. Okay, and you had her word that she was going to pay us after we destroyed the wedding. Just, there's birds off. chirping. <laughs> the breeze rustles across the rooftop. So that's a no. You did not get... So, okay. We were busy. busy. Listen. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm rolling interpersonal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, you're busy. I, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That scene that goes back to some bushes, like, shaking in the middle of the night and, like, the sounds of passion for what actually happened, but Kim just glossing over Yeah, sure, all right, you were busy. So busy, in fact, that you didn't get the, get any... Confirmation. Any confirmation from her that we're going to get paid? Who's to say that we ruin this and she doesn't just say, that's a breach of contract, you don't get paid? Uh. We don't know if we're getting paid or not. No, I'll we just... know we're getting paid if we do the job. I want to continue to make money. Don't we all? And if we don't do this job, we don't make money. And if we don't make money, we don't go on tour. If we don't get on tour, we don't continue to build up more money. And if we don't build up more money, I don't make enough money so I can leave the band. 
Excuse me. Yes? Well, you want to leave and go take your solo album. Mal's a murderer. It's not a solo album. It's sheet music. So, look. Good. I'm a performer. Just tagging great. Look, look here, all right? So what you're saying is we're going to break up this wedding with no guarantee that we're going to get paid. One we might way. not have getting paid anyway. If this went forward, she said, well, no, too bad. So sad. Not going to happen. We signed a contract. That's all we have. No, we have a contract with her. With this. And she wants to ruin it. Then she's out of contract and we don't get paid. We don't get paid either way then. We don't. No, we do get paid if we do the job we signed up for. She has a contract. That says we will be paid if we play the music they want. Ugh. So, what now? You want us to throw it all to the wind on her word? Her word is that contract to begin with. She's already signed the contract. As have we. Then we'll get paid as long as we play the music. I want Emily to improvise. I want Emily to take her, take it under her wings. I want her to go do what she does best. Why? She's playing some beautiful music last night. She is in a fit of sorts, and I think that is just perfect. I don't know what happened between all y'all last night. It's not important. Oh, really? No. It's not important enough for you not to have been there. Thanks for trusting me. Yeah. Same. I'm, gonna, I'm doing the job. I came to do a job, and I'm a professional, and I do my job. Takes out his pocket watch, opens it, and goes, I'm going to get ready now. I want to use... Authority figure. Oh, nice. That is to strike an imposing figure and run a... I know how to strike an imposing figure and run a command. When speaking up um, uh, and taking charge, I may roll 3d20. If successful, I give a single direct order. Um, And then, uh, basically, when followed, we roll an environmental action or conflict at 2d20 if it's followed. Okay. So roll 3d20. Oh, man. I've got like seven dice to choose from, and I don't know which one's going to be the best result. Okay, okay. So... Alright, roll 3d20, see if you get success. So... I have two... Wait. I have two... Hang on. Is this a... You have a success and two failures. Yeah. Even if I use my plus twos. Yep. How? If oh, can I use a re? Well, what would a reroll cost? Is it? It's, uh, that, it's two. It, it's two for two everything. Mana. Two manifest per dice. Per dice. I'm going to use two manifest then, and reroll okay. one of the failures. Okay, 
That's a success now. Uh, that is barely a success. Barely a success. Oh, boy. So, tell me how you strike an authority figure. Kem is heading his way across the roof, leaving. Um, I, 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 I get in Kem's way. So, for even as big of a Sylvani as you are, you sidestep around Kem, and Kem is only about six foot. You're about, what, six foot? I'm like seven. Seven foot. feet tall. So, you're a full foot ahead of, of Kem. And so, usually, Kem doesn't notice your size. Um, but you put yourself in the most imposing, you straighten your spine, stand up straight, and look down your nose at Kem. Um, what do you say? Uh, so, what the, the first failure in this, Yes. Uh, this failure, is that you stand in front of Kem, and Kem doesn't look phased. Right back at you. Um, so tell me what the last two successes are. How is the... How is the strum device attached to you? Uh, he's got it in his hand at the moment. So in his hand. Um, um, I want to use one of my successes mm-hmm. to basically grab his arm, and then pull up the guitar. So it is basically between us, and it is just being lightly, or held very firmly in, in my left hand. Cool. And I'm just... I'm so just you have it. In front of you. Mm-hmm. In front of him. Uh, the moment you grab it, and you try to pull it to you, he pulls back, so it's that in between the two of you, like you asked. Um, but his eyes go very wide. And for the first time in maybe a long time, You see Kem, not as this, like, hooded, I don't care, too cool for school person, but he has genuine fear in his eyes that you might take this from him. Oh, fear is a delicious emotion to play with. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, were you talking to me? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Um, I, I, I look... Right into Ken's eyes. I've been real close. I pop every single one. I'm less. I am basically a foot away from his nose. Um, and I just and I glare there for a beat. And I say, Ken, this wedding is getting real, and you're gonna help." Or this guitar. Whatever. Let's just say you have to find something to play. I want you just real quick to roll an interpersonal. This is just to see something. Uh, that would be a five. Cool. You don't know why this is so important to him. He's always carried this strong stick. Always. It's a little battered. Um, he's never, he's replaced bits of it, but never uh, the actual body of it. Mm-hmm. He's 
it's his it's the strings have been repaired, the frets have been repaired, but like the body of this is exactly the same for all the time that he's filming. He's, he sleeps with it. He, it's always within arm's reach. It's the first thing he picks up when you are like picking up luggage or going someplace. He always has it on him. Um, and he's holding it between you. And uh, your fist closes slightly more. And you, you, you can hear uh, the camera goes up on the two hands on it. And your hand squeezes, and we can hear the of the wood. And he he lets go and goes, "Okay, sure, yeah, whatever you want." So glad you could do it, sir. And I I turn my wrist, and I put the uh, the bottom of the drumstick in my other hand, and I let go of my dick, and just kind of pass it. Away. And he takes it very quickly from me. And then moves around you to leave. Is there anything else that you want to do in this scene? Because <clears throat> um, I know there were several things you wanted. You needed to get done in this scene. Yeah. Not yeah. just meeting with Kim. No, of course. Because um, now Kim is on board. Yeah, great. Um, Good I'm, for him. <laughs> lovely. Um, I... I think we very quickly try to find Opus, my old flame. Old flame. Um, okay, um, so it's not even trying. Again, you, since you have narrative control on this, we're not going to spend time looking for her and have rules for it. Uh, you find Opus in, of all places, the music room. Um, where she is sitting, uh, playing a reed horn. Um, like a like a clarinet or an oboe, and uh, she's dressed in her wedding clothes. She has she's not alone. She has um, some of her sisters with her, and her friends that are all here for the wedding. There's about oh I'd say four other Silvani women in this room. And they're listening to her play, and they're gossiping quietly and talking, and like just sitting around waiting. Uh, and you step into the music room, and you see her, and she, she, uh, the music stops when you come in, as she like looks at you, and it stops, and everyone looks at Opus, and then looks over it at the door, and they all like turn back to each other and begin to whisper pretty softly. And uh, she looks at you, puts down the oboe. I go pursue her as, as quickly. I, I give my regards to the sisters. Um, I, I bow my head very gracefully, and I set off on a very brisk walk. Uh, you, so you're, what did you say, seven feet tall? Seven feet. She's like six foot seven, so she's shorter than you are. Um, but uh, you are walking through the hall. Um, so the, the scene takes place in this hallway. It's an empty hallway. There are windows to your left. Um, and a, um, a mural of for a forest that changes from winter to spring um, on, on one side. Uh, and you call out to her, and she stops and turns around. What do you want, Pete? Why are we doing this, Opus? Please, be friends. Well, 
Excuse me? Yes. We can't be civil after all this time? No. No, we can't. You know what you did. I'm very well aware, and I'm trying to make amends, you hear? After 15 years? I hear time heals our wounds. So, Gosh. let me get this straight. You did what you did to me 15 years ago. An apology 15 minutes afterwards might have been good. 15 days would have been a stretch. But 15 years? And now you turn around and you are now coming to... Are you coming to apologize? That is absolutely why I'm here, Opus. I have been a coward for the last 15 years. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I have turned a new leaf. And I want <laughs> to apologize for all I have done. I have wronged you in ways that others cannot imagine except yourself. I wish I could have thought back on those moments. And I could have done something better. But no, I took, I took the wrong way. Uh, I want you to roll an interpersonal. Yep. <laughs> uh, roll it. I would like to say for our audience at home that these guys are a bunch of Kagan smish holes. <laughs> um, oh boy, guys. That, that is that's a, a 12. 12. That's a 12, all right, all which right. is a success. Um, so as you continue to speak, as you eloquently make your, mm. your, um, your thoughts and feelings known, Opus softens a bit. Um, what is the one line that you say that really gets to her? Opus, I spent a long time thinking about this. I should have stayed there with you. I should have stayed there with you in that moment. I left a great opportunity, a great love, a great desire, and I took the coward's way out. Pete. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. My little Pete Moss. And she like rushes to you and kisses you full on the mouth and goes, I know it's 15 years, but the answer is yes, I will marry you. Oh. Oh. Um. Wait, if you're still mine, where's the... I know the answer is yes. I will have your baby. Yes. Oh, yes. that's so much better. Um, she holds you close and goes, I know it's 15 years too late, but come with me. And uh, she takes your hands and leads you to the nursery of this estate. And there's a bunch of Sohani children here. Um, obviously, all of them shrug riches. And uh, there's a, uh, a half-gene uh, Silvani maid, like a, like a nanny mm -hmm. who's there. Uh, there's, there's this whole Muppet Babies thing that's going on. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. We are, we only see the stockings. Yeah, the of, nanny has striped stockings. Yeah, no, yeah. the nanny definitely has striped stockings. And um, she goes, uh, um, Lily, Lily, will you please go get help? And uh, Pete... You know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what's happening here. Um, and uh, they bring over this Silvani child 
um, whose uh, half of their face is stone. Um, oh. oh. Uh, and so the eye is permanently closed, and it cannot be opened. <coughs> and um, the... Uh, You've done, Pete. But the, but the, the side of the face is in a perpetual half-smile. Um, and uh, the, the stone goes only, to, only half the face. Everything else is, is regular uh, Silvani flesh. And uh, Opus hugs this child very close, picks them up, and says, uh, Pete, this is Elle. Elle, this is your dad. And uh, Elle looks over and goes, puts out a hand for you to shake. Um, and it's, you know, 15-year-old. Silvani. Um, and at this young, they don't gender specify them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't give them a, any particular gender because they haven't chosen one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a general, gender neutral name. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he, they put their hand out to you uh, to shake it. And um, she leans in a little bit to you and goes, that doesn't talk much. Makes it his words slur a little bit. But they are a beautiful little body. I wanted to tell you that's why I asked if we could have children, and then you left because I was already already pregnant that way. So I should have told you. But I was very upset. Understandably. I was very mad. Um, I just... I'm glad you're here now. As am I. And Elf continues to hold his hand out. I I reach out to his hand. uh, With your stone hand. With my stone hand. And he sees this... They see the stone hand. And uh, their eye goes wide in seeing that. And then looks at you, really looks at you, and sees, and you can see their eye trace over you to see all the bits of stone that they have. And uh, the other side of, of Elf's face goes into a huge smile. And he gra- they grasp your hand, and it's tiny mm-hmm. compared to your hand. Um, it's basically just grabbing like your two fingers. And shakes it vigorously. Uh, as he shakes it, I just kind of I I pull into the shake, get very close, um, and I kind of and with with my my hand my, with my other hand, um, I just gently and I, I I reach out and I touch their stony side, and I touch their their wood flesh. Opus. They look just like El does. It's one of the things I've always been proud of. I think we're going to end the scene there. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. We're taking a lot of left turns in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, Mel, this is your scene. Uh, 
<laughs> Burn them all. Um, you had a bit of talk with uh, Austin. Yeah. Um, he went over all the music with you. Uh, he loves fast, energetic music. Um, he says he's quite the dancer. Um, but we're going to move past that to... And he eventually leaves. What is this scene? What is the next scene you want to see? But I'd like to interject really quickly, and I'll, I'll toss a manifest to do it, that Emily is like... Well, no, use, your, use one of your other points. Right. right. Yeah. That, like, Emily spent the entire time, like, sort of completely in shock that this very staid, solid, sepia-toned Silvani uh, is, like, describing that he loves this, that he loves the vibrant stuff, and, like, his, his outsides do not match what he's saying, and so she's like... One of the things is, as you're standing there, he, like, looks down at you and goes, my favorite And Emily just beams like the sun. And he says it very quietly so no one else can hear. Yeah. Um, so what scene do you want to see? Remember, we only have two scenes left. Only two scenes left. What do we still have to do? Ruin uh, this I mean, wedding. wedding. Well, we, need to, we need to confirm um, what, what the grooms oh, think. Yeah, yeah or, or at the very least, what Austin What Austin? Like, like I whispered yeah. to you at the end of our, our previous... What scene. does Austin's family want? Yeah, like, what, we know what Madame Free Free wants. What does this guy want? I guess, uh, mm, I'm bad at social interaction. I bluntly ask, like, do you want this wedding to happen? Oh, to Austin? To yeah. Austin? Um, Austin looks at you a little shocked and goes, of course. Why? Well, my Sandy loves Del Monte. It's also a marriage of convenience and business. But Sandy loves Del Monte. But Sandy loves Del Monte. Does Del Monte love Sandy? I don't know. <coughs> That's not my place to know. Thank you for your time. Um, once, once, yeah, once Austin has, has we've departed Austin um, to, Mel, to Mel Emily says, we gotta find out what this Del Monte shrubbery wants. Yeah. Cause that's gonna, yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Even if even if the plowboy groom does want the wedding, but the other one doesn't, that's not enough. You with me on that, Ravani? Not enough for what? If one loves the other, but the other doesn't love them back, then they shouldn't be together. Even if it hurts. Even if it. It makes you feel like you're falling apart. That's not our job to decide. I mean, if we have to ruin the wedding, we have to ruin the wedding, but what I'm saying is we can't tell people what they feel. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> and Austin turns around. She said she pulled us, she said oh, after yeah. he walked away, we pulled us so sorry. I, I didn't hear that. Part of me I was going. He's still standing. No, he's not. <laughs> he walked away. After, after Austin left or after we you left. You said Austin. that, yeah. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't hear, okay. didn't hear that. That, that, was, that was funny, though. Okay. Maybe. So it was kind of scary. Uh, but, uh, like, look, Ravani, the way I see it, if, if they both love each other anyway, they're going to be together. Yes. Wedding or no wedding. Yes, ag agreed. Yes. So... But but if and if they do love each other and they want a nice wedding, 
then we should give it to them. But if yes. one of them doesn't really want to get married and the other one does, we're not obligated to, like, give them a special day because it's not special, it's a lie. No, but what you were saying before was that we get to decide whether they get married or not, and I don't think that's true. Oh, no, I guess we don't get to decide that. We get to decide how much disruption we cause. Yes. Which actually may not be that much of a disruption, because, I mean... If we can just find out what the others have found out, then we can kind of evaluate and make a decision. Okay, so we should find Pete, and I, I guess Ken if Ken took Pete. Yes. Okay. Mel? I think we should find Diamante. And find out if he loves Sandy? Yes. I, I would say that. We could do that and then we can find Pete. Well, this was Pete and Kim's job, but I'm not opposed to doing it as well. Also, um, I think I want your help, Emily. Uh, I think we should write a song for the groom's father to dance to. Oh, that. <laughs> and he likes human music. What did you think I was going to say? I don't. I don't know. Just your weird high pitched. Oh no! You couldn't say that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, okay. Let's. Let's find out Monty Mill. Let's write a song. Okay. Go pull out paper. What do you want it to be about? The the freedom to be who you are on the inside. We can put that in the music, I promise. <laughs> His face falls. So, so what is the scene? What, what scene so, are you um, I think we're, like, walking to find them while we're discussing music things, and, like, I keep jotting things down. Cool. Or, or, I mean, you know, Emily being slightly oblivious to the fact that as she, while she's picturing, like, Austin being who he is on the inside, you're, like, feeling conflicted because on the inside, you're a murder monster. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so you go looking for Del Monte. Uh, it doesn't take you long before you are pointed in the direction of Del Monte's room. And uh, most of the servants are like, he's preparing for the wedding, so... We need to ask him about um, the music. Yes, it's we want to find important. out what the first dance song, what song they want for their first dance. Of course, and they like lead you <laughs> To Delmont's place. Uh, you eventually head up there and um, are at the door. You knock on the door. And a, uh, a half Jean Silvani, uh, like, butler opens the door. Tell me something, may I help you? Yes, we're looking for Del Monte. We're trying to confirm something about the music for the ceremony. Yes, of course. Uh, you may have to tell it to me. Yes, we do appreciate that. But um, it is a matter of discretion. Um, Due to the nature of the requests that we've received, we just want to confirm some of the details with Del Monte personally before the ceremony. Let me know Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm using. I'm going to use. Wait, what is he? He's a fairy butler? Fairy butler. Oh, no, 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 he's I'm going to use um, influential. Okay. And because I'm deceiving him, it's 40 points. Okay. Get ready. So what I'm going to say, since this is four dice, this implies that this is a larger action. Mm -hmm. So you're going to deceive this guy. So give, gonna, give me give me the whole... We're going to deceive the, the butler to let us in. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to Del Monte alone. Mm -hmm. um, 
He's going to tell us what we want to know. And we're going to get back down to the gazebo without anybody thinking anything is wrong. Okay. Those are the four things. Okay. <clears throat> and I have a plus two to interpersonal. So I can add those two points to two of these dice, correct? Mm-hmm. Here's my little cheat sheet. The little, you little letter that you said. Mm -hmm. yeah, you do you have manifest burn? I do. Um, you, can only do it, you can only burn manifest once to reroll one of them. Okay. So I'm going to add two to this one from the interpersonal points. So that's nine. Uh, ten, eleven. I'm gonna spin two to re-roll this one. Um, so seven, eight, 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 eight. You have to take it. Oh, same, same number. Okay. Um, so I have one failure and three successes. So you succeed, but go through it. Okay. And so, tell me how you fail and succeed at things. So the butler lets us in. Very well, of course. Um, lets you in. Uh, I need to go get, I need to uh, go get pruning shears anyway. Uh, we won't be very long, thank you so much for your understanding. And you get into the room. And you step into the room, uh, and there's Del Monte. Mm -hmm. Del Monte is uh, a bluish thistle. Uh, his skin is like that dark greenish blue. Um, and he's got these neon vibrant <coughs> blue uh, hair petals. Um, that ring a crown of, uh, of thistle thorns that go around the top of his head. Um, he is a very attractive Silvani man, mm. um, masculine form. Uh, and he's standing in this beautiful suit um, of dark green, almost black. Uh, it's only green in certain lights. Um, that matches his, his coloration perfectly. And what do you do? And he, like, stands up and goes, Oh, um, terribly sorry. Uh, I, I thought you were, thought you were my friend. We're very sorry to interrupt you before your preparations are complete. Um, we're with the band. Oh. And, uh, we just had a quick question for you. Wait, you're the, you're the, uh, open band? The open pages, yes. No, it's all right. Uh, let me start again. You're the, you're the open pages. Yes, um, we are. I am a huge fan. Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, I'm uh, melodious and Giovanni and you. Uh, yes, uh, um, my name is Emily. Um, so I'm I'm the piano player. Yes, of course. So Emily. you're very. Yes, of course, Emily. it's Emily. Emily, I'm so I'm a little flustered. We're we're. Very pleased to be with you today on your wedding day. Oh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, well, um, excellent. We're very glad that you're happy. Um, we just had a, a, a quick question for you. Oh, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> what, uh... That's the success. That you're going to get an answer from him? Um, that was getting in. That yeah. was this, that's this. Um, um... Would I be able to use one of these narrative actions to like ask a quick precursor question? Sure. If you want to in inject uh, a narrative bit into it, go for it. This is rather a personal question. Do you think your mother wants the same thing you want? Like in what way? 
It's a very large question. In life, I mean, I suppose, uh, economically, I'm sure. Socially, yes. Uh, religiously, no. Your uh, future. My future. The understanding of what he, I, she has my left at heart. Is that the answer? Well, does she? Do you want? Do you think she wants what you want in regards to how your future, your life, your own family is going to go? This wedding. I suppose she's my mother. I'm not entirely sure. Sorry, relax. Uh, we, I'm, I'm sorry, what was this about? This is regarding the musical selections for your wedding. Oh. Uh, whatever you whatever you want to play, please just play. Well, we do have some ideas for you, um, but we did want to just get your insight. Um, how you feel about your betrothed to really set the mood. We have some custom options that we thought about giving you. Oh. Some special music just oh. for this day. Yes, I'd love that. Um, but if you could give us some descriptive words on how you feel about your husband-to-be that we could sort of narrow it down for you. Of course, of course. Uh, um, uh, uh, Proud, lovely, uh, uh, you know, just this long pause. Mm-hmm. We just pauses to think about it. I always said lovely, didn't I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and proud and uh, awful word. Uh, good, good, good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we could narrow it down there for you. Um, is there anything else we can do for you today to make you happy? Oh, you could anything at all. Play any of your music, any any of your biggest hits. I would I would love that. Yes, I think we could probably do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It'll make this day so much better. Of course. Yes, we'd be very happy to play some of our music for you. Good. Good. Yeah. You sound relieved. What? You sound relieved. Yes, I, I was hoping to meet you. Yes. I, I just... Shouldn't you not be as stressed on your wedding day when you're marrying someone no. you love? No. Well, why be stressed? It's, it's a party. It's going to be fun. Perfect. That, that clears so much up for us. Thank you is, so much. It is Then we all go around and shake hands with it. Yeah. I, I, love, I love your music. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us. To oh, it means the world to me that you were here. We'll see you at the ceremony. Take your time getting ready. Good. And uh, take care of yourself today. It's going to be a long day for you. Thank you. You're welcome. She like pats his hand gently. And uh, <laughs> as you leave, Michael's comes back with like these like tiny like gold PR pruning shears. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, oh, are you? Um... We're all finished here. Thank you so much, Good. Michael. Good. Uh, see you. That's it. So we go. You had that one fail. Yeah, so wait. So I had... what? I don't remember what I said. I said... Uh, I think the fail is no one's suspecting. Yeah, no one's suspecting anything. So we we um, we got into the room. We got what we wanted from him. But what was the third thing I asked for? Because uh, I asked that we... I asked that we go into the room. They get back. But there were four. There were four. Yeah. You... It was get in. Talk to him. Find out the answers to your questions. Find... It was like get in... Find out what we need to find out from him. Get out. Get out. And then, then, oh, okay. So then we get out successfully. We get back downstairs. You guys get to the gazebo. Mm -hmm. To continue setting up. Um, But someone suspects that something is going on. Can can I contribute to this? Of course. 
Um, so Emily's like been kind of agitated ever since like she saw uh, Del Monte fumbling for words to describe his you know future life partner, and uh, she sort of keeps that agitation with her until they get outside, and then Emily throws up her arms, goes ah, and runs all the way to the piano as if like to let off steam from that situation. Okay. Like. So that's that's the part where we're noticed. Well, everyone notices you. Uh, <laughs> and you return back. And yeah. she's just sort of draped very. Uh, I think you're doing this very dramatically open. out in the open in the gazebo. And Mel and I kind of exchange a look, and then we like scuttle after you, like. Oh. And she's like half draped over the piano. She's like, I don't know what to do. I mean, this is this is all very confusing, and we've got all this information, and it all came in really really quickly, but now. So. We need to have a band meeting. Okay. If we don't come together and discuss what we need to do, then we're never going to figure this out. Um, and as you return, <laughs> um, there, get back to the gazebo. Kem's uh, there in his in the the uniform that was given to you guys. Uh, what is the uniform? Everybody, go around, and give one aspect of it. Um, um, it's. It's mostly thistle green. Yeah. Some thistle green. Um, there are little like boutonnieres of um, instead of like plant, it's like there's a ribbon uh, artfully folded to look like a plant, and then like little pebbles. Cool. Uh, mine is that it's all tailcoat. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, uh, where are performing, we kind of have um, front, uh, I guess not front of the suit, um, but like basically the, the like a jazz band style, like with the with the our the initials of the band, yes. like they had them custom made just for us, um, and like we each have like a place to to go. They all have special glasses. Yes. Very nice. Special. Kem's there, and he's, like, fiddling, not with his strumstick, but uh, he's he's working on, like, a cello, on, like, tuning a cello, and then putting the cello away, and then tuning a violin, and then tuning a, a guitar. Like, he's tuning all the instruments that are around him. Emily was so agitated, she didn't realize he was there, but, like, when, when Ravine says, we need to have a band meeting, uh, Emily just sort of sits up and says, all right, well, and then she sees Kem in the corner, White. And the two of you, they look at each other. And Kim looks away. He goes back to tuning his guitar. Okay, so, band meeting. Uh, uh, I would like to quickly take creative control. I wish uh, Opus is like, like uh, I have to do the show now. Um, I, she's like, no, that's fine. Go, go do what you need to do. Uh, we'll be there. And uh, we, can, we can talk about all this after. I will. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Uh, L, it's been a pleasure making your acquaintance. Salute. Oh. Walk off. Um, as you are leaving the nursery, there is Madame Free Free. Um, Smash. In the hallway, and as you turn the corner, she goes. Well, hello. Hello, Madame. How fare you this day? I'm well. I'm well. I see you have met yourself. Indeed, I have. Most. Charm. Charm. Yeah. yeah. I hope this won't be any uh, 
detriment to our relationship. Well, madam, I can keep a secret as much as anyone. Yeah. How are your preparations? Most well. I'm about to go check in with the rest of the crew. Uh, I believe we should have everyone in accord on this. Good. The question is, uh, I have for you, are we still in accord? You and me? Well, we do have a contract signed with you, yes. and... I fulfill my end. Have you yours? Indeed. Well, my, wor my bandmate worry is that uh, I trust you, but it's my my butt, and she like she's taller than you. Yeah. Um, she's like seven foot two. Oof. Um, she she runs her hand over the stone uh, the the stone of your arm and up your neck, um, and to your your face. I lean into it, and uh, she goes. You will not be paid for ruining this matter. Your bandmates will not be paid. But you, you'll be taken care of. You'll be taken care of. You're going to live here with us, obviously. You'll be the father to Ellen. Make sure that he grows up to be a fine boy. And Be at my beck and call whenever I need you. I'm offering you riches, pleasure, and air, whatever you want. All you have to do is destroy this wedding. Anything you want, mon cher? Go. And I walk away. Oh, man. Um, so, that was... While the rest of this was happening, and now you're at the gazebo with us? Yeah. Cool. End of episode. The Ballad of the Open Pages was recorded at Gen Con 2018 and features Alexis Cohen-Penna as Emily Smith, J.R. Rubin as Petrofeard Wood, Frank Gasparro as Meliodius Lamar, Allie Grauer as Ravani, and Drew Merzieski as Kem Briskel and Narrator. The theme for Warder was written by Arnie Parrott. He can be found at atptunes.com. Additional music was written by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Sounds were provided by freesound.org. Warda is a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you're looking for something new to listen to, try Modifier. Modifier is an interview show hosted by Megan Dornbrock, all about why and how people change games. From the hobbyist to the professional, from house rules to publication, we all have in mind a better way to play. So, what's yours? Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Warda and support what we do at patreon.com slash whimsyartifice. Without you, none of this world would be possible. That's all for now. Thank you for listening.